Hi, this is Shlomo Sosin, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome any struggle in your life. Whether you are going through depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, I've interviewed over 60 people from around the world on their struggles as a teenager, how they overcame it, and how you can too. Just about a month ago, I came out with my brand new course called Building Resilience 101. Building Resilience 101 is an exclusive online course that consists of multiple video modules and downloadable PDFs that will show you how to become more resilient, especially as a teenager. It's loaded with actionable advice that you can apply right away to start seeing quick results. Within the course, you're going to learn the most effective way to change your energy, change your environment, and also modify your daily habits and rituals in order to build resilience, grow your confidence, and boost your happiness. If you are interested or would like to learn more on how you can build resilience and your confidence, the link is in the description. For those who don't know and are tuning into my podcast for the first time, I was bullied as a kid. I was bullied for about 15 years of my life. Um, I got bullied for all sorts of reasons. My name, people call me Slow-Mo, Slow-Bro, Shimomo. I had all sorts of nicknames. People made fun of my ethnicity and my religion. My mom was born in India. My dad was born in Pakistan. I had siblings born in Israel. So I am Indian, Pakistani, and Jewish. Uh, people made fun of me for not being athletic. I was always the last one chosen in every single sport, basketball, football. I remember my mom giving me this white big bicycle helmet just to play touch football with my friends. And the most reason I got picked on was for the way I spoke. English was not my first language. I went to speech therapy class for about seven years and people mimicked me. I had to constantly repeat myself. Ironic how everything kind of turned out because now I'm an inspirational speaker. This podcast is listened to in over 30 countries. I'm about to become an author. So I turned my biggest insecurity and my biggest weakness into now my biggest strength. I don't know what you're going through. As, as a teenager, we're going through a lot of things. Some of us have divorced parents. Some of us are feeling depressed. Some of us want to commit suicide. Some of us are being abused. Some of us are being bullied. Some of us lack confidence. There are so many different issues that every each and every one of us are going through. There are different ways to overcome the different struggles in people's life. But one thing that if you do build in your life, the one skill set you do possess, and you don't have to be born with it, it's something that could be developed over time. And that skill set is resilience. Resilience is your ability to recover from any difficulty in your life. Resilience is something that I possessed early on because I, I always considered myself the underdog. I, I always had to work hard. I was never talented in anything. I wasn't good at reading. I wasn't good at writing. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't the popular kid in school. I, I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 18 years old. There's so many different things that I became laid at and that all my other friends did before the age of 18. So I always had to kind of prove myself to myself and to other people. And while doing so, I was also building resilience in my life. Based off of my own life, my own experience, my hour, hours of therapy sessions, the thousands of dollars I've spent on programs, mentors, 
from the 70 plus nonfiction books I've read, I came up with a three-step method on how you can build resilience in your life. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can implement these things starting today. I call it the EMJ. It stands for energy, meaning, journey. Change your energy, create meaning in your life, and embrace the journey. So let's start with change your energy. I remember when I was going to therapy, uh, my therapist asked me, Shlomo, what is your morning rituals like? I said, morning rituals, well, let's see. I wake up, I press the snooze about 15 times, and I finally get out of bed, realizing I'm late. And then I change my clothes, brush my teeth, sometimes skip breakfast or have like a bar, all within the 20, 30 minutes. She started laughing at me. She said, Shlomo, you have to have morning rituals. The reason why you're so anxious throughout the day is because as soon as you wake up, you're on a go, 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 go. And that kind of started from when I was younger. When I was younger, uh, my mom would wake me up at 5.30 in the morning and I would quickly rush out of bed all within 20 minutes, get out the door, catch the two buses I had to catch to get to school. The reason why I dreaded waking up in the morning is because I knew I was going to be the target of the day. I knew people were going to bully me and I did not look forward to the day. I remember going to a Tony Robbins conference, who is this big self-help guru. He said, you cannot change your life if you cannot change your state. And the best way to change your state is to change the people you hang out with and then change your morning routines. When I went into college, I made it my mission to hang out with different people so when I joined my fraternity, uh, these were the groups, these were the group of people I hung out with the most. And I'm not saying that they were the perfect individuals, but I found uh, four or five people who were bringing me up rather than taking me down. If you constantly dread hanging out with certain people in your life, whether they're your friends, family members, your classmates, then you need to do something about it. You can either have a talk with them because a lot of times they don't know the um, effects that they are causing in your life. You can either eliminate them from your life or minimize the time you're spending with them, or you must talk to a trusted adult to help, help you out with the situation. Changing your environment, if you do not do that, it has a lot of negative effects. Like you won't be as productive in a day because when you hang out with the wrong group of people, then your energy is drained. And when your energy is drained, you can't get as much done. You can't have clarity in your life. You won't be able to perform in your sport. So change those group of people. And the second thing you must do is change your morning routine. Most of the time, the first thing when we do when we wake up in the morning is what do we do? We check our phones. We check TikTok. We check Snapchat. We check Instagram. We check our emails. We check the news. And we're consuming other people's life rather than creating our own life the first thing in the morning. And that leads to being sad and that leads to anxiety. And that is how we are starting off the morning. Instead, I have a 15-minute morning ritual for you. I do 45 minutes, but I know you have school to worry about. So start off with 15 minutes. First five minutes after you brush your teeth, before you have breakfast, do a five-minute physical activity. This could be running. This could be jogging. This could be walking. This could be push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, whatever. It can be jumping jacks. Have some uh, upbeat music and then visualize you having a better life. After you do that, do five minutes of meditation. I, I put meditation music on YouTube. I do the seven by seven by seven by seven method. I breathe in for seven seconds, hold it in for seven seconds. 
I let it out for seven seconds and then I hold it in for seven seconds and I do it for, uh, do that for about three to five minutes and then do gratitude. Uh, close, still have your eyes closed. Put your right hand over the heart if you're right-handed, left hand over the heart. If you're left-handed, and put the other hand over the hand and visualize three things that you're grateful for. Just put yourself in there. The big things that you're grateful for, the small things that you're grateful for, the bad things that you're grateful for. Maybe a certain thing happened in your life that you didn't like, but let's see something positive. Feel, don't just think about those things that you're grateful for. Feel it. And then once you finish with gratitude, have a journal and write down everything that is going on in your mind, the good and the bad. So what that does to you is that allows you to uh, have your thoughts on a piece of paper so you don't think about it for the rest of your day. So you're starting off with physical activity, get your heart beating um, and then visualizing the future. And then you go in relaxed mode by meditating and being grateful in your life. And then you journal every each one of your thoughts so you give yourself permission to not think about that for the rest of the day. M stands for meaning. Create meaning in your life. There's this Holocaust survivor. His name is Victor E. Frankel. He survived uh, four different concentration camps. When the camps were liberated, he found out that his wife, his parents, all his loved ones were killed in those concentration camps. And he has a quote, those who has a why for his existence can bear almost any how. He could easily commit suicide after the concentration camps, but he didn't. He realized the ones in the concentration camps who had a why for their existence were the ones who survived the concentration camps the longest. He was the one providing free therapy to people, convincing people not to commit suicide. And that was his purpose in those concentration camps. I didn't realize my purpose until I was 22 years old, about seven years ago. And in college, I went through college aimlessly. I went from a perfect straight-A student who did everything right, 5.3 GPA, extracurricular activities, part-time job, um, teacher's pet, to now having under 3.0 GPA and didn't see a purpose to college. But when I found my purpose in college, it gave me a new meaning. I read a book called Success Principles by Jack Canfield, and I didn't discover my purpose. I unleashed my purpose because I had my purpose inside of me. And after that, it provided me with a pathway to do better in school. I had my best GPA, my fifth and final year in college. I started learning the skill sets that I never learned before. I started learning sales, networking. I got a door-to-door sales job position where I put myself in an uncomfortable situation where I was cursed out at, I got rained out, I got threatened, I had the cops called on me. I had this email going around the neighborhood saying there's a sketchy guy knocking on people's door and don't um, open your door. I was doing this for 60 hours a week, Monday through Saturday, three days after graduation in Baltimore. I quit after two months out of the four months. And even though I did quit early, I learned some valuable lessons. I learned that If you want to create meaning in your life, you have to do the things that make you feel uncomfortable. You have to tackle fear head on. And as soon as I was tackling fear head on, great things were happening in my life. I started opening, I I could make any phone call, cold calls to people for my business without being scared. I created a YouTube channel. I started writing a book. I I moved to Philadelphia with no business connections. I quit my full-time job in order to pursue teenage impact. That is tackling fear head on. Now, you may not know what you want to do for the rest of your life, which is totally okay. 
you are younger, but you can create meaning in your life at any age. Maybe you like to make people laugh. So why don't you just open up a YouTube channel or a TikTok channel and start making people laugh that way? Maybe you enjoy writing and you enjoy helping children. Write children's book. Maybe you like giving back to the homeless. Create a nonprofit organization giving back to the homeless. It's going to be scary. You may not know if people will read your book. You may not know if people donate to your cause. You may not know if people will watch the video. But don't be worried about other people's opinion. Don't be worried about failure because the more you fail, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the better you will become. When you tackle fear head on, you start building momentum. And when you start building momentum, you start building confidence. And when you start building confidence, you will start being happier in your life. So create meaning in your life and tackle fear head on. And the third thing is embrace the journey in your life. Uh, For those who don't know, I did have four fraternity brothers, my fifth and my last semester in college. And these were pretty much my four best friends. I saw them hours before the accident. I was even considering going out with them that night. Um, They died from a wrong way driver who was going 120 miles per hour the wrong way on the highway. And that was a tough semester for me. Everything was going right in my life. And then suddenly, boom, this bad, tragic thing happened. And I had to go to uh, four funerals and spend two weeks. I had to see four parents bury their children. I heard four mothers, fathers, siblings crying over their son, their brother. And it was an image that I couldn't get out of my head. But that taught me a very, very valuable lesson that we should Really enjoy life as it comes. We get stressed over the small things, what that person said about us or things not going our way or some of the bad things happening in life. That is the beauty about life. The good and the, we should appreciate the good and the bad about life. For the longest time, I always wished for things to be different in my life. I wish that I could be faster. I wish I could be smarter. Um, I wish I could talk better. And I quit on a lot of things because I didn't believe in myself. I remember talking to one of my best friends, David Doreen, of what I was going through. And he, he looked at me, he said, Shlomo, you need to stop wishing for the things happening in your life in order to be happy. You need to decide to be happy right now, no matter what the outcome of life is. He was right. Instead of constantly wishing for more and more and more in our life, we should appreciate the things that we do have. We should reflect back on our life and see how far we've came from the bad. We should see on all the things we have accomplished. We should be grateful for the small things and the big big things in our life. Because when we constantly go on wishing mode, then we will never be satisfied. We will never be fulfilled in our life. But when we go into gratitude mode, we're going to be grateful for the bad things in our life, because the bad things in our life is going to lead to the good things in our life. Like being bullied for 15 years for how I spoke led to me being a motivational speaker. Me quitting after two months led me to working for a startup for five and a half years, which led me to building valuable skills that I use for my business today. So if things are not going well in your life, you don't have to enjoy everything going on in your life. People are not going to enjoy a death of a loved one. People are not going to enjoy a our parents being divorced. People are not going to enjoy being bullied, but you have to accept the situation you're in. You have to embrace it and then see how you can overcome those challenges and have faith that everything will become better. I'm going to end with the story. 
I got, uh, I started running in ninth grade and I wasn't very good. I was put on a varsity team of nine guys and I was the eighth fastest one, the second slowest. Districts came along. Districts is only for varsity, the top seven people. I wasn't supposed to run, but someone didn't show up last minute. So I, I went on and took that person's spot. It was three laps around the field, one mile each. So it's 3.1 miles. And people could see where everyone else at. I'm finishing my second lap, and I see people already finishing the third lap. Halfway through the second lap, I'm halfway through the third lap, I see no one's behind me, I see no one's in front of me. And I realize I'm in dead last place. And the person uh, ahead of me was already finishing three minutes ahead of me. As I'm finishing, people were giving me a round of applause. So embarrassing. I, I f- felt like just quitting. But I had a choice, and I had a choice at that moment. I can either give up or I can work extremely hard the next year to get better. And that's exactly what I did. The next year, I got significantly better. I got uh, a most improved runner. I, our team was stronger and had a lot more guys, and I made varsity for every run. Districts, I didn't get last place. I got 15th last, which was an improvement from dead last. And then junior year, I ran regionals with the team. Uh, 23 years old, I ran a half a marathon, 13.1 miles. And I ran a marathon at 26.2 miles at 26 years old. The, the, the point of the story is, is that I created my own underdog story. I was an underdog. I didn't become a struggle runner, but I wasn't good at something. And, and all of a sudden, I overcame that struggle. The same thing with speaking. I wasn't good at speaking and I overcame that struggle to become a motivational speaker. Each one of us has their own underdog story. Maybe your uh, family's broken right now. You can become a family therapist soon and fix broken homes. Maybe uh, people are telling you you're too big or you're too small. You can go on and own a gym later on in life. Maybe people are telling you you're not smart enough. You can go on and become a doctor and possibly save my life or my kid's life. Who knows? If you're not good at something, Resilience is the most important skill set you can possess to overcome that challenge because resilience will help you manage your emotions. Resilience will help you overcome your struggles. Resilience will help you keep on going when you feel like giving up. Just like I didn't give up in running and my speaking, don't give up on your life. Commit to yourself right now. Commit to yourself to one struggle that you want to overcome and tell yourself you're going to do whatever it takes to overcome that challenge, that you're not going to give up and that you're going to create your underdog story. Thank you for tuning in for the Teenage Impact Podcast. If you are interested in Building Resilience 101 course, I go into much more detail in my course, and I believe that you need someone who's done what you're trying to do, and that's overcome a particular struggle in your life. Don't do what I've done and rely on yourself to overcome certain struggles. You need help. You need a team. Sign up for the Building Resilience 101 course. The link is in the description. If you are not following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Shlomo Salson. And until next time, peace.